What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain, Marty Skrull, and you are listening to Beyond... No, sorry, what was it? (laughs) Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Everybody, how you doing? It's Cole Cabana, professional wrestler and professional podcaster. You are not listening to The Art of Wrestling, but you are listening to Behind the Gorilla. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain, Marty Skrull, and you are listening to Beyond... No, sorry, what was it? Behind the Behind. Gorilla. There's a Beyond Gorilla as well. Behind Gorilla. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain, Marty Skrull, and you are listening to Behind the Gorilla. Hey, this is a national treasure and the real world's champion nick aldis and you're listening to behind the gorilla all right how's it going everyone welcome to a new episode of behind the gorilla a lot of content this week uh, a lot more content than we normally have in a week because well we had the uh i went to the nwa press conference for the crockett the uh ugh, can't even talk for the crockett cup on wednesday which is pretty cool they held it down at the um at the Gateway Center Arena in College Park, right next to the airport. Brand new arena, just just opened in um, November, I believe. And this is going to be the first non-basketball game or non-concert that is going to be at that arena. So, hmm. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. April 19th. We got our tickets. Uh, hopefully, Harris will be able to make it. And, um, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. But, yeah, I got to go to the press conference. Pretty cool. There's like six people there, including me. And Heck, um, yeah. there was literally like Dave Lagana, uh, Kyle Davies, Nick Aldis, Marty Skrull, and maybe one other person that was like a part of the NWA. And then, and then, then, and then there was a, like, there was some gateway center employees and like, very that good. was it. That was it. It was very bare bones. Dude, uh, much, that's so great. It's so many, so much smaller than all the other press conferences I've ever seen from NWA. Like and they're never they're never huge, but like there's right. significantly more going on than that. So that was kind of surprising, but it was but it was fine. It was fine. It was fun. I got to be there, and of course you guys got to listen to the interviews I did with Nick Aldis and Marty Scroll, which was pretty pretty cool. Um, so if you haven't listened to those already, go in and check those out. They're on the podcast, and also you can watch my interview with Nick Aldis on YouTube on our Behind the Gorilla YouTube page. I also put the full video up on Instagram, so follow us at behind underscore gorilla um, on Instagram to see the full video there. But uh, yeah, so that was pretty awesome. I'm su- it's weird that they did the event this early. Like it's so early. Like the press con- or the show is like almost like nine weeks away. Yeah, it's well over a month. Or not nine weeks, like six, like six weeks away, six or seven yeah. weeks. Like it's it's a ways away. So I mean, I know they did it because the tickets were going on sale the next day, but uh, still, it's kind of weird. Dude, did you see uh, the uh, tickets go on sale for the two tapings? I think in like the next couple of days, and because they're taping on a Monday and a Tuesday, they've done a thing where they've lowered the general admission price to twenty dollars. And then if you buy both days, you can buy both days for $30, which is normally the same price as one. Yeah, wow. Which is pretty freaking cool. So we should do that. 
Well, I, I would love to, <laughs> except I can't because they're taping on Monday and Tuesday. But it's at night. Yeah, I work at night now, Mark. That's the Not month of then. March. No, this is yeah, in I April. Do. No, no, no. The tickets go oh, on sale oh, in March. Oh, after the Crockett Cup. Yes, oh, okay. it's the next two days. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course, dude, because the Crockett Cup's on that Sunday, the 19th, and then on the 20th and 21st. Oh, it's the two after that. Right. I got you. Well, see, again, we have the same problem as the Crockett Cup, which is I don't know if I'll be in town or not. <laughs> that's kind of the eternal. But, hey, it's cheap, so that's pretty cool yeah, if I decide to go. There's only like 50 of these specials that they'll sell. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's just back to like, – but there's still $20 general admission tickets, so it's still cheaper anyway. Oh, but, yeah, uh, for sure. Anyway, so I just thought that was cool. A little plug for NWA, but that was cool. Um, and then we watched AEW Revolution last night, and – we're recording this on Sunday, so we watched this last night, Saturday night, and uh, recorded some stuff on Twitter. And, yeah, so I feel like we've done a lot this week. So we've had a lot going on. Yeah, I know. So much hashtag content. Keeping the people happy. Giving them what they want. Yeah, I don't know if or... they really want anything from us, but we're giving it to them anyway. That's for, that's yeah, for darn are. sure. <laughs> anyway, so this week, topic we already announced from last week. I did my top 10 favorite and least favorite wrestling theme, so Harris did the same, just in in easiness. That's why. We're both absolutely swamped. Today, I have had a very busy day, been going nonstop, had a baseball game, had a bunch of other stuff going on, so it's a busy time for both of us, so mm-hmm. we're having to make it work, um, but we are making it work. We're still coming out with episodes. We have not missed one in, Harris, with season six, we're up to like episode 36, <laughs> Well, I mean, we not have been pretty darn consistent. It it's not coincidentally around the time that you figured out you can record from your laptop remotely, and we don't have to. All of our breaks in the past were either because we couldn't physically meet up, or you were traveling. Well, yeah, I guess and, that is true. And now it's like, well, you know how to hook it up, and then <laughs> I just talk on my phone, right? So it's really just I'm telling you, you, know, you need to get a mic, man. Mm-hmm. Need to get yep. a mic. Yep. Uh-huh. Still waiting. Yep. Oh, man. Anyway, so in just the uh, interest of us not dying, trying to make a real topic for this week, mm-hmm. we uh, shortened it a little bit. But I still feel like it fits because we talk about stupid stuff in wrestling, a.k.a. the stupid themes of wrestling. So I think that – I think there's plenty of room for free mode in oh, our yeah. show. And- I did um I'm glad you picked I had that one on my list. I I don't think I'm gonna play it again because it's also on my list, but like Dude, that's fine. I just overlaps I'll, I'll, just we'll, fine. Yeah, I cut that and you know, we'll we'll work something else in. I, as soon as you said it last week, I was like, Yep, all right, well, I gotta think of some more now. But you don't have to. We can do the same ones. We don't have to well, change no, it. There's not there's there is hardly any overlap. Oh, I knew I knew that as me. I was making mine. I was like, oh, no, my Harris is going to be completely different because they're only within the last five years. Well, pretty much. Yeah. yeah well, half so. of yours were TNA themes, too. Not that is not like, true. Two of mine were TNA themes. And, and one of two them was of yours an, were AEW. One of them so. was an honorable mention uh, uh. TNA theme because I also had six extra honorable mentions because I cheated. No, um, no, I have a couple of those. Okay, I'm not going to play them all, but I have a couple that I want to talk about, but I didn't put in my top ten. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I had two TNA ones, including the honorable mentions, and I had – I just had the one AEW one. I just had Cody's. Oh, for, I thought uh, you had Jericho in no, there. No, I didn't. just we talked about it. Um, I do – that is a good one. I mean, I, I could have put that somewhere, but um, – mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, those are the only ones. Everything else was pretty much... And I did have uh, um, Goldberg's, like, WCW one, and I had Sting's and an honorable mention. So I had a handful of WCW ones, mm. an AEW one, a couple of uh, TNA ones in the mix. So there were a few, but it's still mostly WWE just because that's the only thing that was really on when I was growing up. So just by default, WWE is the majority for most things. Also, WWE, historically, they were the first ones to really perfect the entrance themes and the entrances like for sure um other i mean wcw had goldberg but other than that they weren't really known for entrances i mean they were right. fine and and you know some were really good like i love stings you know he'd come down from the rat you know he'd rappel down from the ceiling sometimes and stuff i mean there was some cool stuff there obviously rick flair has the 2001 space odyssey theme you know th- so there was some there but they were not known for that that was definitely a WWE perfection, like in that in that those late nineties when they really yeah. really hit with those entrances. And I mean, Ric Flair had that theme like well before WCW. Oh, yeah. Like that's just oh, yeah. his thing. That he was like... one of the first the first people to really do music were the the Freebirds with, uh, and then uh, they 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 were I think they were the first people to really have their own song because they had Bad Street USA where they sung. <laughs> And it's awesome. If you haven't heard Bad Street USA, Harris, you need to listen to it because it's glorious. And uh, the Freebirds were really the first to do that. And uh, Ric Flair ended up having, you know, his iconic music. The Rock and Roll Express um, ended up doing a thing. You know, so it's slowly kind of built. But it was really that, like, mid-90s WWE where it really took off and became a really big deal. And then, of course, now it's kind of back to not being as big of a deal, I feel like. I mean, I guess because it's just you take it for granted unless you're in the, you know, NWA where they don't they don't need that nonsense except for big shows, which is awesome. Uh, That works. I like that. That works well Um, anyway. But yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. I don't think there's really much else to get to Harris because we've talked about everything else. We did all the I was going to say we yeah, we did all the revolution stuff on Twitter. So you guys can listen to us talk about that then. It was an awesome show. And Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to get you to give me your Bleacher Report login stuff so I can watch it again. But uh... <laughs> Okay, I'll figure, we'll figure something out. Because, yeah, we, we but, did. Uh... We had to get that show. But, okay, this is the, on- the only other thing that happened this week, which we didn't really touch on and we don't need to talk about for like 30 minutes. But another uh, Saudi show happened, another Blood oh, Money Oh, gosh, pay-per-view. who cares, Harris? Why can't we just talk about the fact that Cole Cabana signed with AEW and I'm happy and sad? Yeah, I mean, we can do that, too. Do you want to do that now? I'd rather do that than talk about the Saudi show. Well, let me just say this, because this made me laugh. It's very fu- – like, we have only ever watched we, – we only watched the we first watched one, one that they did. Because we got swerved like everyone else. Well, yeah, so you're like, okay, this is different. This is a big pay-per-view. It's a huge Royal Rumble match. Like, no, it's not. It's a house show. Right, okay, we'll tune it in. It was right? but none six of us hours that. long. It was so like it was as long like, as WrestleMania. It was like Friday at noon – and we didn't have like we were in college at the time, so we were just like, yeah. yeah, let's just chill and watch wrestling this afternoon. Like that was sort of exciting. But then we were like, wait, this is just an overblown house show. Like halfway and, through, we realized it, but we're like, we're already here, so we're gonna finish it. Right, exactly. we're not happy about it. And we never like we've never watched one again. And it's like every year, every six months, whenever they do another one of these, they have another big match that disappoints. Right. Maybe that disappoints everyone because nobody's had any expectations for like two years for any of these shows in Saudi Arabia. But like they just make you sad. 
Yeah. They were like, hey, what's something you love about wrestling? Is it The Undertaker? Well, we'll trot him out here just to prove that he's too old to wrestle anymore. <laughs> Doesn't that make you sad? You know what else is yeah. great? The fact that Shawn Michaels had his last match at WrestleMania 26. He, he had his last match at WrestleMania. Last match was never at WrestleMania. He's back. never wrestled since. Oh, just kidding. No, yeah, no, 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 he didn't. He came back because the Saudi prince nope. paid him $20 million to nope. wrestle a terrible match. Nope. Like every year this happens, right? Doesn't but count. it's very funny to me because if you don't watch them, then you're right. Like they're just not real. And it, it reminded me this year because it was on a Friday, but now like we're not in college anymore. Even if I wanted to watch it, like I'm at work. So I just kind of check the results on Twitter every once in a while. And it reminds me of – when WWE debuted the Intercontinental Championship, and they had was it Pat Patterson? Am I crazy, or was it somebody else? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, he was the first champion, right? So what they did was like they sh- they they just had him show up and say, "Yeah, Pat Patterson won this tournament in Rio de Janeiro, wrestling all these wrestlers, you know, from <laughs> South America." And he won, so he's the Intercontinental Champion, and here's the championship. Sure. And, of course, the dirty little secret is, like, that never happened. They just made up the belt, gave it to him, and were like, uh, yeah, this is he just won this thing in a prestigious tournament in Rio de Janeiro. Here it is. Here's your mid-card title. Go for it. And, like, everything that happens at the Saudi shows is kind of like that. If you just – you know what I mean? Like, they're they're a lot easier to swallow if you just imagine it's Vince McMahon – like telling you like a hyperactive 10 year old what happened last week. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, it was crazy. There was a, there was a, there was a trophy match. It was a gauntlet match and AJ Styles was going to win, but then the undertaker came out and squashed him and they're going to fight at WrestleMania. And then Goldberg okay, fought the feed. We can talk about that. Harris. <laughs> that I will get into and how this uh, makes no sense on any level whatsoever. Okay. First off, They've announced a gauntlet match, right? Mm-hmm. And there are speci- – it's not like the Royal Rumble. Like, there are these six or whatever it was contestants, right? Right. And it's right. for this stupid Jello trophy, right? <laughs> right. Right. So they do the match. You get R-Truth doing Superman. Now, uh, now, to be fair, Harris, I have not watched this match. I have only heard it described to me. <laughs> so they do, they have R-Truth go through the match or whatever, which is, I'm sure was cool. Good for him. I love R-Truth. I think that's a good, good thing to have. Um, and he ends up beating people by accident or whatever. And then AJ Styles comes out. R-Truth's already been beat up because I think he was beat up by like Bobby Lashley after he beat him or something like that. And, um... Apparently, AJ Styles just danced for like 10 minutes. Apparently, it was a very awkward, weird, long thing that went on. And then he just immediately puts him in the calf crusher and has him tap out. So, AJ has done nothing as far as like, you know, wrestled or anything. And then they do the cool, the really good heel spot where, you know, Rey Mysterio is the last one to come out. But then you see in the back, Gallows and Anderson beat him up. Now he can't wrestle. You know, the the great heel thing of, oh, well, I guess no one else is here, so I win. And they do the thing where, all right, Rey Mysterio has, like, you know, the 10 count to get into the ring. And then the gong hits, or whatever, it shows Gallows and Anderson get beat up, and then you see it's Undertaker, and then the gong hits. And then I guess the ref just stopped counting, 
Does the Undertaker have like a magical ability to like freeze referees mid ten count? Because the Undertaker proceeds to take about thirteen and a half minutes to walk to the ring, which is clearly not a ten count. And then he has the audacity to go straight into the ring. Now, AJ Styles, it's not like AJ Styles has been through a gauntlet match. It's not like he's, you know, wrestled several people. He's done nothing. And Undertaker comes straight in and chokeslams him and pins him. How does this benefit anybody? Whatsoever. Because now you can't have a match with AJ Styles. No one's going to believe it. He just got beat with one move. How how can you realistically have a match now? Unless unless AJ does something like on on Monday, or I guess tonight when you're listening to this, unless he does something where he just goes out and beats the tar out of The Undertaker now, how can you have a match that anyone would be invested in? Well, I think it's worse if they don't have a match at WrestleMania, right? Because then you just had Undertaker come out and kill him for no reason with nothing to follow ultimately it doesn't matter there's no way to to make this make any sense i think it's so dumb you can give aj his heat back you can say he got caught by surprise or he He can't be surprised he had 10 minutes to prepare as the undertaker walked to the ring it's not like he just showed up i'm not saying it's a great rationalization i'm just saying okay here's the thing this is what i thought about why because right the, the count out like why do you go to the point why do you go to the trouble of establishing the logic of like, oh, whoever's going to fight AJ Styles has to be in the ring in 10 seconds. Right. And Rey Mysterio clearly can't be in the ring in 10 seconds. Right. The Undertaker can actually teleport. Like we've seen this happen. <laughs> you can true. hear the gong, the lights go out, yep. and then Undertaker's in the ring. Yeah. And then he squashes AJ Styles because he caught him by surprise. And hey – there's your justification for a match. And AJ Styles can be like, yeah, because the undead wizard man just appeared in front of me and I freaked out. Yeah. But if you give me a heads up for a match, I can beat him. Right. Makes perfect but, sense. Darn it. We're making a billion dollars for this show and they wanted an Undertaker entrance. So they're going to get an Undertaker entrance. Also, why did they like acknowledge that the Undertaker won the match that he was not a part of? Now, I mean, oh, that's just come so on. So we're Mark. just we're just yeah, doing just this wrestling. now. You just enter yourself in a match and then you just win. How, I mean, we had Becky Lynch. We had yes, Becky Lynch exactly main event WrestleMania for just deciding yeah. she wanted to be in a match. I hate that. I hate WWE so much. That I don't think that's a WWE specific trope, my dude. I'm pretty sure that's just a wrestling thing. It's WWE. Okay. Screw him. I can't wait for the. I cannot wait for this to happen in AEW in three months, and Mark will be like, "It's genius! It's the best wrestling of all oh, time." Please, Cody Harris. Rhodes just gets it. Oh please, Cody Harris. Rhodes gets it. Harris, I am the biggest critic of AEW while still loving it, and you know it. I no, I don't. Are I you really kidding don't. me? Everyone's like, "Oh, the greatest tag match ever," and I'm like, "Uh, no yeah, one that, tagged, and the they picked out of twelve finishers." Like, look, the match was a lot of fun as far as like awesome moves and stuff like that. Yes, of course, it's a lot of fun. But the fact that every single person in the world thinks this is like the greatest match ever, I just don't get. I, I just don't. It, yeah, no, I, I don't either. But we already talked about that on storytelling. Yes, okay, all that so, stuff. It did its job, but it's just. Yeah. I, personally, I can't get invested in uh, that much in a match where the moves literally just don't matter and and tag rules don't matter. Why don't they just like that's why I love and people can say, oh, well, then how can you love the 
the you know the TLC matches at WrestleMania. It's like because those didn't have to worry about these things. They were no rules and there's no pins. So you can get away with all that stuff. So it's different. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. Anyway, the point say, is really it was a tapped into something there. The point is it was a stupid decision. That was dumber to me than the Fiend and Goldberg thing. The fact they just did that with AJ and it's like well, that doesn't even help The Undertaker. It just doesn't make anyone look good. So, anyway, that, that could have but, been done better. That That's the best way to put it. Could have been done well, better. That's, it's because these shows better. aren't real shows. They're just glorified, like, weird... What's the word? Fantasy booking. It's just the prince of Saudi Arabia fantasy booking his own wrestling show and saying, like, it would be cool to see this and but see that and see that. But they're using this show, especially this year, as a major setup for stuff, which is... Yeah, I that's know. That's the dumb the, part. Well, the thing is, like, where we are right now going into WrestleMania season, I like. Sure. They just booked it in a really bad way. But if you, like, I would rather see, it looks like we're queuing up for Goldberg Reigns. I sure. like that. I don't. And The Fiend and John Cena. And that's I like fine. that. I like, yeah, that's fine. I like that better than The Fiend versus Roman Reigns and Goldberg versus Cena. And if we get an Undertaker sure, AJ sure. Styles match, I know you don't like the way that was set up. Oh, but it'll be fun. Forget- I mean, that this show ever happened, right? I'll be excited for that feud yeah, and for yeah. that match. So yeah, like, we're in a good spot. True. I mean, AJ, you have bizarre. two people who could wrestle the Undertaker at this point, realistically, and it's AJ and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, those are really <laughs> the only two who could really do it, and nobody really cares about a Dolph Ziggler match. So, you know, AJ is the only one who can bump well enough for a guy like the Undertaker. So, uh, no, that I mean, yeah, that'll that'll be fine. It's just a stupid setup, and then. Goldberg Reigns will be fine. I just really, really don't want... I just hate be, having to watch Goldberg be fed to Roman Reigns and then them to make me like it, to try and like it. That just annoys me. But uh, I get it. No, it'll be fine. You know, it's easily it's an easy thing to market because of the spear and stuff like that. So, right. you know, that's fine. Although, there's not anything to market. Goldberg's spear is so much better than Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns' spear is fine. Don't, you know, I'm not crapping on Roman's spear like like freaking Edge. But uh, it's nowhere. Nobody's spear is as good as Goldberg. And nobody's really even all that close. Roman Reigns is probably the closest because he's got the football background too, you know, with that. Right. But uh, it's still just not because Goldberg didn't protect anybody. Like, he just killed them. And so, I'm not saying it's maybe the best wrestling way to do it, but by gosh, was it awesome every time he <laughs> hit someone? Because because that's the best part of wrestling is the is if anything can be real, that that's always better. Uh, unless like someone's actually like you know really hurt or something. Obviously, that's not good. But like when there's a real thing where you're like, I know that really hurt them. It just you you care more. You care more about it. That's like when you see those chair shots, like unprotected chair shots to the head. Like, obviously, let's not do that anymore. But when you see him, it makes you react and feel something and feel like bad for the guy. And so that's what I feel like with with Goldberg's spear. You feel it and you're like, okay, he literally just killed him. And now he's going to pin him. And he's a freaking monster. So um, anyway, but you know, so that, that'll be fine. I, I'm still going to be annoyed when Roman wins and I'm going to complain about it. And, uh, no, uh, but that's just cause I'm a Mark for Goldberg. So d- nobody should pay any attention to me, uh, getting angry about something like that. I know something's dumb and I don't care because I'm a fan of him, but, um, anyway, I don't know what I, what that was about. Oh yeah. We were talking about WrestleMania. Yeah. It seems like WrestleMania be, should be pretty fun. It should be a pretty decent card. I think, I think there should be yeah. some pretty good match there. I mean, I think, I think, um, McIntyre and, and Brock could steal the show. 
Um, I think that'll be awesome. I mean, Charlotte Rhea Ripley will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a solid, it's stacking up to be a pretty solid card. We'll, uh, we'll see the, the trick at this point with WrestleMania is booking it in a way that the crowd isn't exhausted by the main event, whether they yeah. can pull that off yeah. or not, I don't know, but yeah, no, like it's, it's going to be a good show. We yeah. just, we took a weird way of getting there, but we did, hey. we did. But uh, and everyone cool. needs to pay attention because we're gonna do another chop bet for WrestleMania, and someone is going to lose. We'll somehow make it. Someone is gonna lose because we really, we really dropped the ball with the uh, the AEW Revolution one. Really dropped the ball there. Really one, hyped saying... up. We hyped that up, and then we tied of all freaking things. Hey, and that's so... the most wrestling thing on the planet, Mark. We went to a time limit really draw. We did. <laughs> We did. So you guys are gonna have to wait till WrestleMania for us to get back in the chop bet thing, because we're not Elimination Chamber doesn't count. I'm sorry, that that's not even worth doing it. I um, respect that they didn't even bother having Roman Reigns win an Elimination Chamber match to set up the title with Goldberg. Yeah, sure. They were just Why he was not? just like, hey, no, I want I want that, and I'm Roman Reigns, and yeah. we all know I'm just gonna get the title shot at WrestleMania, yeah, just, and everyone was like, yeah, on. it's fine. Sure, we all knew don't, it. Don't waste but our time. Let's just, yeah, yeah, let's exactly. just get it over with. Um. Yeah, so we'll we'll do a chop bet for that, and I can guarantee we're gonna have some different picks for WrestleMania. So that'll be. I don't think there's any way we can tie at that. So just we're gonna keep hyping this and try and see how big we can get it over the next several weeks, and see if we can maybe uh, get a little rub from it. But yeah, stay tuned. WrestleMania, Mark and Harris chop bet. Someone's gonna get chopped. I promise we're not gonna not deliver like Revolution. That's just wrestling. That's just wrestling. All right, I guess it's time to. Uh, I guess it's time to to move on, unless there's anything else. Uh, David Arquette, what's up with David Arquette? Not really anything other than he <laughs> followed he followed me on Instagram, my my like my personal Instagram. He already follows uh, the uh, the behind the gorilla page, and he follows um, us on Twitter, our podcast on Twitter, and he follows both of us, our personal accounts on Twitter too. But this week he followed my my personal Instagram account, so that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Thanks a lot, David. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, so that's that's all my what's up with David Arquette. Uh, although you're gonna have to start posting stuff because I gave you some of those uh, you cannot kill David Arquette stickers. That, that yeah, that's us. my David Arquette update. I have the stickers now, especially when, whenever we we don't have a release date or anything for the movie, do we? It's yeah, it, it's gonna debut on like March twentieth. Or something that weekend at that that uh South by Southwest festival. Okay, okay. I don't so know when it's that, coming. I, I don't know when it's coming out like on video on demand, but that's like right. the premiere. I think it depends on how popular it is there. Like if it goes over really well, they might be able to sell the rights to it or get it put. Yeah. You know, on TV somewhere or something like that. I think that's when the real publicity push starts after that debut. Yeah, that makes sense. We're gonna have to see if we can maybe get them on the podcast as a. Uh, a plug for the uh, for the documentary. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, I know, right? It's been a year, so I feel like you know, I feel like it's it's uh, we've given it enough time to ask again. Just watch it first, and I hate it again. I'm like, man, I really <laughs> like this guy, but it wasn't well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Harris, you're killing us. I know. Yeah. Anyway, all right, time to get into it, Harris. What right. do we got? We got uh, uh we're uh, again. You want to go the same order of bad and then good? Or, oh yeah, uh, for sure. Well, okay. We're definitely gonna go bad and then good because I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't have 
10 wrestling themes that I hate that strongly. Like I just, dude, I didn't either. That's why I just found terrible ones. Well, I have, well, yeah, but like you hit a lot of them that I could have looked up like historically. I I left plenty for you, man. Well, I have five. I picked five. Oh, They're five that I, I have strong, articulate feelings for, and I just I didn't want to I didn't want to fake it. Plus, I got ten good ones. <laughs> so we're gonna start with the five that I dislike for various reasons, and I then we're gonna ones, get into. I hope they're worse than Rob Conway or Brie Bella. I, some of them are up there. There's some like I, none are worse than Hornswoggle. So I didn't even mention. Well, that <laughs> we touched on this a little bit last week, but obviously this is just our opinions on stuff. It's no, not these gonna are be pure like, this fact. Is, this is the best. No, like these are my ten favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why we said games. favorites and not yeah. best. Although to us, these are the best. Just maybe so not some to of else. these. Some of these are like genuinely i think good songs like you could objectively play them for someone who's not a wrestling fan yeah and some of them are like objectively kind of stupid songs but fit the character perfectly and my criteria for like what's a good or a bad song sometimes it's about the wrestler itself sometimes it's about the song itself but like like we talked about a good song should convey like who the wrestler is and exactly what they're coming to do. It should be fight music to some extent or another, right? So when I get to bad themes, it's music that is either just objectively terrible or and or just doesn't fit like what a professional fighter's music should be. <laughs> and the the sound system we're working with here is um, rudimentary, let's call it that. Yeah, it's not great. Sorry, guys. So we're going to do our best to see how this works, but this is this is my number five worst wrestling theme song. <laughs> it's Charlotte Flair's theme song. Ah, wow, well, that's not biased at all. Yeah, Charlotte sucks. Like, right, oh, it's you got you have a disco remix of Ric Flair's theme. That's very original. Yeah, do you get it? It's not good. Do you, I agree. Do you get it? She's Ric Flair's daughter. That's it's it's clever, Mark. It's very subtle. Yeah, that that's a good call. I didn't even think about that one. That's 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 more than fair. It's not it's, it's not great. I never really thought about it just because I just think, oh, whatever. But as soon as you started right. playing it, I was like, what is this beat? <laughs> what is this right. beat it's that too, kicks in? Like, it, it's too upbeat. It doesn't really work for, like, heel Charlotte Flair, whose whole thing is just being the worst, and she's very good at it. But, like, no, none of it works. And this isn't really – I thought about this while I was doing some research – there aren't that many women's themes that are either really, really good or really, really bad, and I don't know why that is. Uh, Maybe that's it's a just lie. A, there's a lot that are really, really bad, and there's <laughs> okay. way more than are good. I'm right, Brie Mode, the yeah. There's a lot of really, really, really bad women's themes. I'm a woman, and I'm tough, and I'm coming to fight. All right, Harris, 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 Harris. Lost the connection there, yeah. so you're going to have to go back and say what you were just saying. Okay. Um, so I, I think part of it is like when you're writing a song for a female wrestler, a lot of writers are hesitant to go in like the I'm a tough fighter 
yeah. direction. There's sure. some good ones that have been made like in the last few years, but for the most part, it's got to be some combination of like upbeat pop and you know sex appeal, right. which just makes for terrible pro wrestling themes. That is um, true. That's the so best that's... example of Kelly Kelly's entrance theme, but which was on <laughs> okay. my top ten worst, but I still love it because Kelly Kelly. So we're gonna go in the complete opposite direction for this next song. All right, oh, okay. just everything I said. Hard turn to the right. Here we go. Number four. That's Tommaso Ciampa's theme song. All right. Well, my my ears hurt because you just blared it into the thing. But uh, see, that's surprising. I don't hate I don't hate his theme at all. Well, see, here's the thing. If you're listening to that and you don't know who this character is, or you know you're not familiar with his theme song, it's a fine song. The problem is that he should not have a song, Mark. That's why this is number four. Not anymore, Harris. Not anymore. He's a good guy. He's. He's not. He's not a good person, even no, if he's playing he's, a good guy. But he's playing a face. Mm. Face no, is man. Now, I agree when he was a heel, he definitely should have stuck with the no theme longer than he did. I agree with that because that was awesome. Anyone yes. that comes out with no theme is awesome, unless it's like the jobber who comes out. That doesn't count. But Well, that but no, but like he had this solid run where he was the most hated man in professional wrestling, which oh, is a very sure. hard for thing sure. to pull off. Because when you're as talented as he is, sooner or later you reach a point where people will cheer for you even if you're a bad guy. And he never let that happen. And the best thing about it was whenever the big match would come along, in the main event of the NXT TakeOver, he'd just walk out to a chorus of boos and nothing yep. else. It was perfect. It, it was, was awesome. one of the best character decisions I've ever seen in wrestling, and they never should have given him his song back. Fine as a babyface, whatever, but as a heel – terrible theme song that's why it's number four for no other reason this is a very subjective list hmm. um that's okay okay fair enough um we're gonna we're gonna steer back to the left on this one just real real hard uh this is just a bad song and that's why it, it doesn't have anything to do with the character or the moment at all this is number three I look I miss I Enzo Amore so much I adore Enzo and Cass dude. I miss they him were so, so much. much fun I don't care how much people hate Enzo or whatever I miss him so much dude. in the WWE I do too. He was great. I do too. Oh, he was by far the most entertaining person in the company for a solid two years. And he here's the thing, like, he knows he can't wrestle that well. Right. And he doesn't he's like literally I don't care because I run my mouth and I make these people like me. And we're all like, Yeah, yep. Yep. His dance is song, my dude, favorite thing to come out of WWE in the past ten years. Dude. This theme is the perfect theme for them because it's dumb as a bag of hammers. Oh, of course. Enzo is rapping it. And it's incredible. Like, it's terrible, but it puts you in exactly the right mood for these two just absolute ludicrous human beings to come out 
and run their mouth. It does. It's beautiful. And he wraps it himself, <laughs> which is also perfect. Of course. And he's got just the thickest jersey accent you've ever heard just every inch of it it's absolutely terrible like i said there are some songs you can play for people that aren't wrestling fans and be like see this is a good song it's not one of those no no so this is i guess this is my kelly kelly choice everyone go (laughs) listen to it at least once just to hear enzo go i'm riding in bins you riding around in a big old jalopy it's (laughs) it's it's incredible it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard and it fits their characters perfectly, but it's still so bad that I had to put it on this list. More than fair. More than fair. Yeah. So it, back kind of into the center lane now, I talked about you know some of these themes. Like this theme is perfect for the character, but it's not a good song. Champa's theme is fine, but it's not a good fit for the character. This is one of those things that's like it's – whatever you feel about the song, this is a professional wrestler. And these last two are people that are coming to the ring to fight somebody. And for that reason, these are just terrible, terrible, terrible choices. So this is my number two worst theme in wrestling. To be honest, Harris, I have no idea what this is. Is this like Apollo Cruz? No, it's Lana. Oh, <laughs> I had no idea. It's the saxophone that really gives it away, honestly. I, dude, I had no idea. I've never heard her come out to her own music. I mean, I don't blame you because I feel like it's only happened about four <laughs> times. And here's the thing. It's not it's good, n- though. It's a- no, it's terrible. But I just, I had no idea what it was. Here's the thing. It, it is catchy. And it does grow on you, but it's a terrible wrestler song. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to beat you up. Like, Lana's not going to. But she's not coming to beat you up. No, but like, in theory, in kayfabe, in storyline, she's coming there to fight, and it doesn't, it doesn't work, Mm-mm. like at all. It's pretty. Nope. It, it, it genuinely does grow on you the more you listen to it. You're like, all right, this is pretty groovy, but. As a pro wrestling song, my goodness, it just it bombs. Yeah, it's terrible. I agree. And it's terrible. As a like that's a that's a genre piece, you might say. Like, hey, a wrestler <laughs> doesn't need to have a jazz saxophone no. for their entrance music. No. But at least, like, at least this is the best argument for Lana. Well, like, that's a character that's more about her sex appeal than her ability in the ring, and at least a saxophone sort of conveys that i don't know i don't i guess that's the thinking right i guess my number one worst wrestling theme you can't really follow that line of thinking okay because there is no line of thinking or the line of thinking that exists is just absolutely unforgivable i think you're gonna recognize it i certainly did it was a pretty easy shoe in for number one here it goes <laughs> it's beaver and cleavage y'all 
That's one that I missed. Uh, I missed I, that. I was, That's, yes, that I was, was wonderful. I, I, I totally forgot about that, man. I, <laughs> so, I was lying a little bit when I said there's no thought process, because the thought process is, oh, well, we have to write a knockoff Beaver Cleaver theme song. <laughs> right. And if that's your criteria, if this were a list of top ten Beaver Cleaver song knockoffs, this would be number one, because it, oh, it's perfect without a for doubt. that. Without a doubt. But my goodness it's just it's just the worst if you if you want to understand this tone in my voice listen to that episode i'm watching the titantron for beaver cleavage right now and it's uh it's bringing back some memories yeah man. we uh, we have two episodes on this so uh go check beaver cleavage oh, and beaver cleavage part two <laughs> if, if you dare the the best thing i can say is it is a catchy song but Boy, I can't imagine a worse song for a professional wrestler than that. Uh, Hornswoggle. I, you know, it, it is what it is. Agree to disagree, right? Okay, <laughs> so that is my that's my top five worst. In, in my opinion, it kind of runs the gamut of well, this song is so bad it's good, or this this is a bad song but it fits the characters really well, or the other way around. I have a couple honorable mentions before I get into my top ten. Sure. Uh, number one. This is one, Mark, you might be a little surprised this isn't in my top ten, but honorable mention to Bailey's theme song. Wow. Not – well, here's the thing. Like, it's not a gr- – I like it because I love the character of Bailey, and it fits her very well. But on a top ten list of, like, you're considering how good is this song as a song and how good is this song for the character, It's it, it just couldn't quite crack it. It's an honorable mention. But the other reason it's an honorable mention and my favorite dumb wrestling fact that nobody else cares about, Mark, I just want you to um, just w- forget about wrestling for a second. I want you to listen to this song by popular pop singer Carly Rae Jepsen in Owl City. Just just bear with me, all right? I don't want to. You're gonna. <sighs> listen. I hate this. I know you don't. And, and uh, believe it or not, Mark is not a huge fan of pop music. Now listen to Bailey's theme song. It's the same song. Yeah, I hate this too. It's it's the same song, and I cannot for the life of me. I think I'm the only person. Where like professional wrestling and enjoying Carly Rae Jepsen and Owl City, I think I'm the only person in the middle of that Venn diagram. You are. So I'm the only person who's ever noticed this. You are. But it's so it's a note for note ripoff, Mark. Dude, but it's I'm incredible. used to this because WCW half of their entrance themes were were that. Chris Jericho came out to I Even think... Flow by Pearl Jam. You had uh um DDP came out to Smells Like Teen Spirit. You had um, the franchise Shane Douglas come out to "Perfect Strangers" by Deep Purple. They were all the same song. Were he, they actually their song though, or were they just clearly knockoffs? No, uh, no, they were clearly knockoffs. Oh, that's so great, dude! I love that. I don't like, know why they're so, so but they were so close that WWE. If you watch the network, 
Yeah, they don't play it. They do, do they? not play their song. Now, they did play Shane Douglas's because I don't think anyone realized that that was Perfect Strangers by Deep Purple because that's not a huge, uh, hugely popular uh, song, but I got it. Um, but like right. Even Flow, Jericho's, or DDP's, those, they masked over with other songs with their like WWE themes. See, that's so funny to me because again, like I think literally they were just like, "What is Owl City going to tune into this episode of NXT?" <laughs> I don't think so. Hang on, just one more time because you can hear it even better here. I've got the times lined up. Listen to the chorus. Just bear with me. Again. And then again, Bailey. Whoa, oh, it's always a good time. It's the same thing. I just, I love that so much. Again, I think I'm the only person on the planet who cares about that or enjoys it. Uh, another one of my honorable mentions. Are you still there? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, we I thought we went dead for a second. Another one of my honorable mentions, I know for a fact I'm not the only person who enjoys because he recently re-debuted and a lot of people were hoping that he would bring this song back with him. I'm talking about Seamus's first song. No it's man, just... Harris, I agree. No, I I've I never liked this run of Seamus ever. Ever. It was boring and annoying and never enjoyed it, but the song is good. It very it is very good. Same line as Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's first theme so much better than the one he has now. And I don't know why they just don't use the better one. Well, they probably just don't want to associate with that first run of Drew McIntyre. So much better though. The the thing about like this Seamus thing, you're right. I've never been a huge Seamus fan. Like it's to the point where he's been around so long and I've seen that, you know, he is good. Like I respect him, but I've never been like a huge Seamus Mark, but this song, okay. The best part about it, it's this combination of like, it's like, like if Hornswoggle is the worst wrestling song and it's super obnoxiously Irish, this is the best wrestling song that is super obnoxiously Irish. Yes, I agree. And it's this combination of like just pure like Lucky Charms fiddle melody (laughs) and this really angry Irish man yelling at you. And they both work from the very beginning when like the fiddle plays and he goes, hear the words written in my face. And you're just like, yep, I'm in. Great. (laughs) I love it. No, I know. Um. Yeah, no, no, I, I would agree. As far as Irish themes go, yes, this is probably on, the just, top of the top of the Just, of the again, line. listen to these harmonies and the way he yells at you over top of them. It's the perfect dumb contrast. Yeah, it's good. Did the lyric, did the lyrics make a lick of sense? No, no, not really, I didn't understand a word, but I don't great. care. Oh, it's so good, and that's that's the joke that everyone loves about this song is you can't tell what he's saying, and people can just make up their own lyrics. Too many limes, too mm-hmm. many limes. It's great. It's a yep. shameful thing. Lobster head. 
there's a million <laughs> of them out there like that. So I absolutely love that. There's a couple other honorable mentions that I didn't bother to pull the clips for, but you sure. all know them. Ric Flair. Yep. Great. Yep. Classic. Just classic, iconic theme song. Hulk Hogan, not the original Hulk Hogan, but the NWO Hogan with you mean, that guitar you lick. You mean just the NWO theme. That's not yeah, Hogan. Yeah. That's the NWO theme. I, yeah, but you associate it with Hollywood no, Hogan. No, At least no, I no, no, no. It's the NWO theme. I do not. I associate it with everybody. I I. I associate it with Hulk it's like Hogan saying the DX. Like it's like saying the DX theme, and oh, that's Triple H. No, 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 no. That's the DX theme. Okay, all right, smarty. But fans. but no, well, that's I a good disagree. one to put on there. I, I I wanted to put that on a list somewhere. I just didn't have room. But it, that's just classic. Just great. Yeah. It's like a weird like seventies porno soundtrack, but it works. I'm pretty sh- isn't it Jimi Hendrix? I'm pretty it sure it is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a knockoff Jimi Hendrix song. Because I remember uh, Hannibal Burris has a bit about that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But he's like he remembers thinking, oh, man, this Jimi Hendrix guy's going to blow up. Hulk Hogan's using his theme song because he didn't know who <laughs> Jimi Hendrix was. That's funny. It's a whole thing. So it's great. Um, it is. Spoiler alert. Uh, the Shield and Stone Cold are both in my honorable mentions, not the top ten. Hmm. I like them both a lot. I think they both have great openers. I think they really capture like exactly what you want from the characters. Sure. I, there's really nothing else to say. I like them. They just yeah. didn't quite make the cut for one reason or another. When I think of like what are the ten most wrestling wrestling songs that I love, they're just they're just not quite there. Great opening, just not not quite there. And you got to keep in mind some of these on this list are considerably dumber. I just enjoy them more. If you know anything about my wrestling <laughs> fandom, that probably won't surprise you. You know what? Let, let's just let's just. There, there's an easy and irrelevant way to 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 nutshell your wrestling fandom. All you that saw AEW Revolution, pack Orange Cassidy. That match so good, dude. Is Harris so good. in an? Oh, it was wonderful. But that is Harris and his wrestling fandom in a nutshell. Like if it could be condensed to one match, it is that match. Because that match basically hit every single head of wrestling in one match. It was brilliant. And and we'll touch on this a little bit more as I go through the list. But, like, as somebody who grew up never watching wrestling and thinking, oh, that's so dumb, it's fake. The reason I became a fan of wrestling was because I realized that wrestling can be silly and that's okay. And realizing that wrestling can be silly and that's okay is what allowed me to take serious wrestling seriously so that's something i value a lot and yeah it might show a little bit on this list because let's go ahead and let's play number 10 all right i did not see that coming did not see that coming it's Jack Swagger. I did not see it, man. Did of not, all and people. That is not the original Jack Swagger theme. That is the We the People Jack Swagger theme. And I'm going to be honest with you. Harris, I, I have no words. Like That is so not registered as relevant <laughs> on my mind at all. I have not heard this. I have not thought of that. I couldn't tell you when, if ever. And hearing it's... this go on your list, I was like, Wow, that's very surprising. Please Here's explain. I don't. I don't care about Jacks. I don't care about Jack Swagger at all. I don't care about 
we the people as a faction at all. I think it's really stupid. This it wasn't song a faction. It was deserves... his catchphrase. Oh, wait. No, Real Americans. That was the faction. I'm sorry. See, here's the thing. Yeah. Again, I don't care. Like, this isn't a moment or like an entrance that's near or dear to my heart. But this is so 11 on a scale of 1 to 10. It's so ridiculously over the top and epic. And it deserves a better, more interesting character. This could be the <laughs> most insane hyper-America heel of all time. The song is too good for Jack Swagger. I don't care about him. I don't care about his faction. But this is just so insanely big that I couldn't leave it off this list. I don't know how else to put that. That's definitely a byproduct of like when I started watching wrestling. But even then, I remember seeing him do that thing where he would walk to the stage and this song is playing. And he puts his hand over his heart and screams, we the people. Yes. I'm like. Man, that's a really cool visual, and like this moment should matter, and it doesn't. But gosh darn it, it's just so much. I had to include it on my list. That's definitely like some of these at the beginning are kind of the dumber ones that I really enjoy. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to a song kind of in the same vein, one about a person that I care for a considerable bit more, but whose song I will admit, while a lot of fun, super stupid. You ready? And it's on your list. What is this? When was there a rock I... remix of this song? Uh, it's been a minute. It was uploaded in 2016. I, I know I, it's kind of heresy, but I didn't even know this I liked existed. I like better than his original version. I, I still only know Dude. the other weird pop version of radio, and I like it much better. This is way too serious for Zack Ryder. The other one is so goofy and poppy and I, ridiculous. I think it fits uh, better. That's fair. I can see that. I think that because this is the only version I've ever known, I'm just like, yeah, it's still very goofy. You talk about lyrics – there's like verses in a chorus to Zack Ryder's theme song. Oh, yes, there hilarious is. Because some poor guy had to sit down and write <laughs> them. And in the second verse, he runs out of things to say. Yep. And the lyrics to the second verse are, I'm going to drink some beer tonight. I'm going to get some girls I like. I'm going to wear my pants real tight. All the girls are going to treat me just right. Oh, yeah. Like he ran out of stuff to say. He hit girls once. And seconds later, was like, I got nothing else. I'm going back to the girls. I, I don't know what else to say about this guy. Funny thing is, it, this comes from WWE um, Volume 10. And I had this album. And I know every song. <laughs> I had album. Let's see. As far as full. I mean, I had plenty of, of songs. But as far as full albums go, I have WWE Volume 8, Volume 9, and Volume 10. Volume 8 is the one with uh, Jeff Hardy's theme, Jericho's revamp theme, Kofi Kingston's theme, stuff like that. 9 is Randy Orton's Voices theme, um, Jack Yikes. Swagger's first theme, Kelly Kelly's theme. I don't remember the others. Uh, then 10 is actually pretty good, but it's got like The Miz. This is, this is the one where they just, it was full on songs. Like just songs. Like it didn't even reference anything of a wrestler in any song. And you had The Miz. Yeah. You had Zack Ryder's. 
You had Ziggler's first I Am Perfection version of his theme, which he's had six of the exact same lyrics, but different versions since then. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Evan Bourne's. Um, you had uh, Christian's revamp theme, which is one of my favorites, and it was on my top ten. Um, there's, uh, the, I think Legacies was on here. Like there, there's a, I, yeah, I know every song from this album, from all three of those albums. And so I know all the words to Zack Ryder's theme. Sad, sad, sad to say. Okay, you know so how they say your brain is in the original. You know how they say your brain has like is like a computer, and there's a you know however many gigabytes worth of storage space, and that's why it's just not possible to remember everything. It like deletes yeah. stuff at certain points. I wish I could yeah. delete out the lyrics to radio and make room for something else, but it hasn't happened yet. I'll be honest with you. I read some of those lyrics. I don't think it's taken up too much space in your brain at oh, all. Oh, no, it's not. I still wish I could use that room for something else. Okay, so my favorite part of this song, tell me if the original has it. It they're like You say the rock cover doesn't really work, but I love it gets to the end, and it builds the woo, woo, woo into the bridge, and he will never be popular enough for this to happen, I don't think, in a big enough moment. But there's just this moment where the band is going, woo! 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 And you can just imagine an arena of 20,000 people doing it. And it's awesome, man. Yeah, I genuinely love it. That doesn't happen in the original version. There is no woo, hang on, woo, woo at all in the original version. Oh, that's so... Hang on, they, hang on. Listen they, to they it. They ended up adding it on to the beginning, even when they still use that, but... Yep, that definitely does not happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, boy. I enjoy that quite a lot. Again, uh, is is it a good song? I would not play this song for anybody who wasn't a wrestling fan, but boy, I love it. Easy number nine. <laughs> so we're going to transition to one that you will actually respect, even if you don't agree with it. I, I, I don't think I need to waste any more time setting it up. You know it and you love it because it's a great song for a great wrestler. You gotta put Kurt Angle on here somewhere. You suck. You suck. Mm -hmm. That's exact. All the comments to any version of this song ever posted are all like, "I can hear that you suck," and you can. I, Mark, I challenge you to listen and not hear it. I challenge you to name a more versatile song for a more versatile performer than this, because if he's the conquering American hero, it works. And if he's this laughable gas bag who takes himself way too seriously, it works. And if he's the living legend, it works. Every single iteration of this character works with the same song. Yeah, and with saying you suck. Yes, you don't have to make like I like a good heel version of a theme. That's a fun thing in wrestling. Sure. This song is incredible because you never have to change it. No matter what he's doing, it fits Kurt Angle in every aspect of his being so perfectly. It's so weird to watch. Cause I remember just, at one point doing research for podcasts, we, we watch a whole bunch of different, different years of stuff. I think I was doing something like 2002 and this is before Kurt Angle had turned heel at any point. Mm-hmm. So there's no, you suck when he comes out and I'm just like, yeah, oh, what? Weird. no, this is wrong. No, 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 no. Something's off. 
It is very strange. But that's solid. It's solid theme. It also, it's also very funny because uh, <laughs> Colby Covington used this as his walkout music when he fought Mario Usman for the uh, UFC title. Mm-hmm. Had the American flag draped around his neck and this whole thing. I re- I don't like Colby Covington, but I respect anyone who uses a pro wrestling theme as their walkout song. So that's that's just a fun little point. But it's such a great song. It's just sure. it's an easy pick. Nothing more to say about that. I agree. All right, so number seven, a little bit new, newer. Not as many people would have this in their top ten as Kurt Angle, I don't think, but it's really, it's really just for one moment, and it's totally worth it. This is my number seven. That violin on Ricochet's theme song is just one of the coolest pieces of music I've ever heard. I I know it's a little overwrought and it repeats itself a little too much and the xylophone thing is a little dumb. It doesn't matter. They want him to be a superhero and the theme song is the only way since he got called up that they have not let him down. It's incredible. Eh. It's fine. It's not bad. Yeah, like I said, it's that's definitely a subjective pick. I just I love it so much, and it sounds like a movie trailer. I can't get over it. It had to go in this list. It's one of my. Obviously, I have a playlist of WWE theme songs to listen to while I work out. That one's on repeat a lot. I could listen to this song for three hours. It's just really dang good. I'm just gonna jump in for a second here. If number one. I know it technically doesn't count, but if number one is not Alexa Bliss by Bowling for Soup, I'm going to be very disappointed, Harris. <laughs> it's not. I'm sorry. Oh, boo. That's an honorable mention. I know. I, I, th- I thought about that, too. How would that be if she had that as her entrance music? I'm, I'm waiting so, for it to happen. It, it's got to happen. It's so weirdly self-referential. It's so great. I can't think. I can't think of anything else that would be quite like that. It would be very funny. It's so good. That would be like if – well, it honestly – it makes more sense if David Arquette's theme song were You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Yeah, that's true. That would be great too. Although oh, I still, man, I I still wish, wish put... he – I still wish he had just gone all in in the Candyman character and done that more I than wish, once. I wish – I kind of – I should have put that – that's in my honorable mentions. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't think to do it, but spoiler alert, it's not on the rest of my list. Okay. The last, I, I can tell, you know, you respect some of these, some of these, you're like, whatever, I wouldn't put that in my top 10. You're going to judge me for this one. And I just, I need you to just let me have this. All right, dude, I've judged you for all of your picks for the most part. Have <laughs> you're like, been no, no, like no, no, that. no, 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 I judge you a lot. Every one of your picks is like, oh, that one. Okay. So, I mean, like, I mean, that's, there's no need for you to say that at this stop. point, Harris. There's, I, I'm going to be surprised when there's that's one fair. that I'm like, oh, yeah, that should be on here. I'm waiting for that to happen. So the closest, I really think, we, we both had Bree Mode on our not top ten. Yes, we did. I think this, honestly, this might be the closest we come to overlapping at all. This is my number six.
I got one word for you, Mark, and that word is tuba. Yes. Before I die or before he retires, which hopefully is more likely, I want to see <laughs> Samoa Joe make a WrestleMania entrance. He's always hurt every WrestleMania. Live. I know, and it's infuriating it because is. all I want to see, I want to see two things in wrestling, Mark. I want to see a CM Punk return, and I want to see Samoa Joe march his way down to the ring lined by 50 live tubas all playing this song. And David Arquette going to the WWE Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, but I think that one's the most likely to happen of all three, to be honest <laughs> with you. So I didn't include that on my list. Sure. I, Dude, this theme song to me has always been the most – if you have never watched a day of pro wrestling in your life and I tell you that this song belongs to a man named Samoa Joe, whatever you're picturing in your mind is exactly right. I know you like the other song better. It's not even. I just it's not love even a comparison. This like I th- this song is it's fine for this big mean man. It's fine so much. But to me, it's just like, oh, he's fat. So let's do this as his entrance <laughs> theme. And it's like it no. could very easily be twisted to comedy, couldn't it? No, no, he's not. That like he's not at all. He's like one solid just piece of man. He's not fat. So that I mean, it's I, it's, me, it, look, it's not it's, fat, it's fine. But I didn't... It's fine. I feel this almost. I feel about the same way as that as I do about AJ Styles' theme. It's like they're fine, and their ones in TNA were absolutely iconic, and now they're just fine. So it's disappointing. See, I didn't. AJ Styles is not on this list. I think it's. I think his theme's fine. Something fine. about the way this just captures his personality to me. I love, I love it so much. And it's very simple, but to me, it's not fat. It's just, this is a very big, very bad man. I'm telling you, go back and listen to his TNA one again. And the more you listen to that one, the least, the the less you'll like that one. I think it's fine. I don't dislike it. I listened to it a little bit after last. The way the other one starts off, I was just like, Oh, it's awesome, dude. It fires me up every time. Such a great thing. Yeah, see, we got to agree to disagree. So, okay, that's that's my top five. Let's just pause for a second. A lot of these, I will freely admit, are like good wrestling songs that I love. Maybe not necessarily like good songs. Like the Samoa Joe theme song is just that. It's just the tubas for four and a half minutes or however long the version of the song you have is. Like, I like it, but I would never sit anyone down and be like, listen – like, I like this song, <laughs> devoid of any wrestling context. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, a, a lot, a good wrestling theme song, first and foremost, is like a movie soundtrack. Like, it needs to accompany what's happening and convey an idea. But the last five songs on my list are songs that I would argue in one way or another are just actually good songs. Sure. And that's not why they're top five, but, like, obviously that helps because – they are songs that if I'm not in a wrestling or like workout state of mind, I can still play on my phone and appreciate mm-hmm. devoid of any wrestling context. So that's definitely part of it. Number five, a, a lot of these I think you will not be that surprised by given what you know about me. Number five, I kind of doubt you would expect, but I'm sticking to it. This is number five. Please don't kill me, no one else. Another day, gotta give me 
I think is this uh, is this who is this? Is this Rhea Ripley? John Gargano. Oh yeah. See, I don't know. I see. I, okay. I yes. I do not like this song at all. I hate Johnny dude. Gargano's entrance theme. I hate it. To be honest, I'm sorry. I I think this is my version of. I've been listening to Christian's theme song a lot since last week. I it's think this so is good. my version. It's of so that. good. <laughs> it's this perfect kickstart upbeat. Johnny Gargano, I know like the kickouts have kind of been annoying us recently. Yeah, he's like the perfect underdog babyface in my mind, oh, and this great. song is perfect for him. It's high energy. It's defiant. It sounds like a Paramore song, which is part of why I love it. It to does kind of sound like a Paramore. If it was a Paramore song, I would definitely like it more. And it does. It just. It doesn't sound like a wrestling theme, honestly. It just sounds like a great pop punk song. It's got this awesome drive to it. And it's aggressive without having to be like too meat heady. I just think it fits the character perfectly, and I love it. It's I one of my. Just the, I, I just I, love it. To be honest, I think I think the female vocalist for a male uh, wrestler really throws uh, me off every time I hear it, and every time he comes out, it just it just really sounds weird to me. Because it's just I I can't think of one instance where it's happened except for the first version of Shawn Michaels theme and the first <laughs> version of Christian's theme. Both were sung yeah. by females, and they're both terrible. I can't think of can another one where a male wrestler has a female singing. I, it might have been done I don't before. know what it is, but like if this were a female wrestler song, like it would still be good, but I just don't think it would work as well. I think it hmm. captures – I mean it's called Rebel Heart. It's just got this sure. defiant spirit to it that works so well for Johnny Gargano, who's always the underdog. That is And like true. if it were Rhea Ripley, she's too big and too dominant for it to work for her. Her song's sure. not bad. Hers probably could have been on the list because it's a pretty good song. But I don't I know. Fig- I figured I you would put. I, I figured you would have put it on the list. No, I didn't. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah, there's there's no women on here. Bailey was the closest wow. one. I I'm apologize. surprised you didn't put AJ's on it either. I love AJ Lee. It's not a good song. Dude. No, it's that not. Could be a, but like, I really top thought worse songs. I I agree, but I thought you might just put it on your uh, top list, and I was really gonna roast you for it if you did. Look, some of the songs in my not top five, I love. Sure, sure. And if I ever hear it again, if I ever hear AJ's theme again, I will absolutely lose my mind. She's <laughs> the John the Baptist of the women's revolution, and she deserves better. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Not on the list. <laughs> nah, spoilers. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pivot back to a uh, super duper basic wrestling theme top ten right now. If you asked a hundred wrestling fans to name their top ten wrestling themes, I think ninety of them would have this on the list or at least mention it once. So to nobody's surprise, it's near the top of mine. This is number four. Wake me up when it's over, Harris. Now, the argument could be made that I only have this in my list because of the entrance and how cool the entrance is. But I got to be honest with you, that goes both. Both ways. The reason his entrance is so cool is because this is the perfect song for The Undertaker. 
you can't it doesn't work with anything else anything it doesn't matter like it's not a aggressive rock song or a rap song or an i'm gonna come get you song this more than any other song on this list is a movie soundtrack but it's so perfect yeah no, and it, i could it's, listen it's to this perfect. song for four hours it's perfect as an undertaker song for sure i cannot listen to this in any other context but his entrance and it is perfect for that but anything else i'm not listening to it i don't know <laughs> it, it's a it's a weird staple of my workout playlist, and I don't really know why. It's a that's, different gear yeah, for I, sure. I, that's very odd. But something about the like stoic potential kinetic energy that he always has when he comes to the ring, I just think it captures all of that. I can't think of another wrestler that like there are two or three other ones where I would say like shut up during their entrance, but there aren't any other wrestlers where I would say shut up and turn all the lights out and sit down for their entrance. <laughs> and his theme is just a huge part of that. It's perfect. I love it, it so is. much. It is perfect for, for the character for sure. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And I could, I could listen to it for hours. Uh, number three on my list is also the closest we will come to any crossover. And this kind of made me laugh because you touched on it a little bit last week. But we're not quite on the same page here. But let me you, – you, it'll make more sense when I play. This is my number one wrestling theme. Number three. Goodness, I'm tired. <laughs> this is my number three. We're skipping ahead. No, I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're almost there. This is my number three wrestling theme song. Okay, I had to be careful not to just play the entire song because I know you people's time is valuable, but I had to get that drop in there. Oh, sorry, I was I was singing along with the song. No, dude, that's cool. So you you touched on this a lot last week with Cults of Personality. I do love that song, and I think it's a great song for CM Punk. I think the reason I prefer this one is because to me, the greatest moment in wrestling history the greatest thing wrestling ever did was the punk scene of money in the bank match and this entrance to this song is the perfect storytelling and i can never unsee that moment when i listen to this song and i think it captures everything i love about the character of cm punk and what pro wrestling can be in general i like cult of personality a lot it's a great song just devoid of any cm punk context but there's no moment like that where I hear that song and I think of punk and I think of wrestling the way this song hits me. It's 100% a subjective call. It's just it, – it's almost entirely because of that entrance. But I think it just has this pure sense of like rage and desperation that the other one doesn't have and it's perfect. Yeah, it's, no, it's a great song. I love that song. And I, and I and it's hate – like, It's do got a not, couple different – I do not like Kill Switch Engage at all. And, but I really do like that. That song's just awesome. I like, 
part of it too is it's got a couple different gears to it. Like just watch if if you are one of the people who listens to this just to humor me or whatever, or like because you're a friend at work but you don't really know anything about wrestling, watch his entrance at Money in the Bank 2011 and the way this song guides the momentum as he makes his way to the ring. There's two or three different well, you gotta watch the pipe that this song first. hits. Well, okay, but you know, I'm trying not to give them too much homework. <laughs> but there's two or three gears that this song hits, two or three different drops that are just perfect. And it's it's not just one loop. Like a lot of the modern NXT songs, WWE songs I like, but they're like a 30-second loop. It's like one good right. idea, and then they just hold on it. This song sure. tells a story, and it's brilliant. The only thing that gets me, though, is it was Randy Orton's theme first. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> And by first, I mean like he used it twice for 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah, something like that. By the way, who? what's your favorite Randy Orton theme? The Randy Orton theme? Burn it's, my life? it's tough, man. It's tough, man. I remember when Voices came out and I was like, this song's amazing. Like when that thing came out, it was awesome. I loved it. And I still do. I still like it a lot. But then going back and listening to Burn in My Light again, I like Burn in My Light better. I think that's... I, I do like that song better. I think it's just more high energy. It's just more fun to listen to and sing along to. Yeah. I get why they don't do it anymore. Like, sure. I don't, yeah, I I don't do too. dislike the call. I think Burning My Light is like young, cocky, legend killer Randy Orton. Yeah. And it doesn't work. He's still great, but it doesn't work with like old man Randy Orton. So I'm, I agree with you. I like that song better, but I'm not one of those people that's like, he should bring it back. He shouldn't bring it back. It doesn't fit him anymore. But yeah, that's fair. That's neither here nor there because he's not he's not on the rest of my list. So we're getting down to it now, folks. We got two more slots left. I, I think one of them is going to make Mark do a facepalm. But the other one, I, I'm not sure you see coming. Okay. okay. This is my number two. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I, I like evolution theme. It's fine. It's good. I I think it's a really good. I think it's a good theme, and it was perfect for the the group. Yeah. See, I'll be honest with you. Like my appreciation for this song, like completely outstrips any attachment I have to evolution as a stable at all. I kind. I just love this song, dude. I don't know how else to put it. Like, it's not even ironic. It's not like so dumb. It's good. Like some of the other songs on this list. I like Evolution. They're cool. I I love this song. Hmm. Yeah, I, no, that's I, fair. I, the the best way I can put it, it's something about like just it. I don't think it fits them that well. It sounds too like triumphant for a sneaky douchey heel faction. I don't know how else to put it. Other than to say, like, if I were born in a completely different body with a completely different mentality, like if I were Colby Covington walking to the octagon to fight somebody for the UFC title, this is the WWE song I would choose for my entrance music. I don't know how else to put it. I just I love that guitar. I love how triumphant and bold it is. And I don't think there's a better line in any wrestling song other than. Maybe the entirety of the one I'm about to play at number one. 
Man, the chorus, I, I see the line in, I see the line in the sand. Time to find out who I am. That's fight music, dude. I love that line so much, and it doesn't make any real rational sense because there's no emotional attachment to this song in the same way there is to a few other ones. I just think it's a great song. Listen to it right now. It's awesome. Man, I totally dropped the ball, man. I'm really mad with my uh, top 10. Not because of that. It has nothing to do with anything. I just was thinking about a song that I totally should have put in there. I should have put in Extreme Days by Toby Mac. Whose theme song is that? Mine. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a good call. That's a good call. I totally blew it. I totally blew that, and I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> I should have put that in there, man. That was my that was my wrestling theme. Until I turned heel, then I had to change it. And then I changed That's to uh, the remix of Phenomenon by Toby Mac. That was my mm. heel theme. The remix I'm going to have to it. listen to both of those just to get the Yeah, called one, one, one Phenom. That was the name of the remix. Hmm. One Phenom. All right. Man, I'm definitely going to check both of those out. Ignition was me and my buddy's tag team theme. Again, all our themes were either P.O.D. <laughs> or Toby Mac. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you and every other backyard wrestler. Every single one. It was P.O.D. Toby or Toby Max. Mac. Every song. Every single song. See, I definitely get it. And I, you know, love me some P.O.D. as a wrestling song. I feel like Toby Mac is a lot more unique. I feel like there weren't that many Toby Macs floating around the backyard trampoline wrestling circuit. Yeah, probably not. I feel like most people were just copying WWE themes, but we didn't do that. We 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 came up with our with our own songs we wanted used because yeah. we were unique. See, this is like not really, evolution not really. is generally is genuinely my favorite song, but like obviously I couldn't use it if I were a wrestler. Sure, because it's evolution's theme right. song. <laughs> right, I just I the, just the love whole that reason song, I man. picked Extreme so, Days not just because I think the song's great and it's high energy and everything, but the fact there's a part about. 20 mm-hmm. seconds in says makes me want to flip and then i would backflip in my entrance thing <laughs> so it's awesome that's very good oh it's great i was i was i was heavily influenced by paul london and brian kendrick's tag team very underrated tag team man i feel bad for those guys if those guys that come around now they would be one of the top tag teams in the world they were before their time mr calling they were still in big man wwe era Mm-hmm. anyway all right, it could have been the Bucks, man. I, they really no. I'm dead serious. They weren't as creative. No, no. They weren't as creative as the Bucks. <laughs> but as far as working style goes, yeah, they have almost identical working styles, and uh, they really were a precursor to that. But anyway, go go give some respect to the uh, to Paul so, and Brian Kendrick. Go watch some of their matches, guys. Um, but uh, no, enough stalling, Harris. We got to get to the big grand finale. Boy, do we the okay, biggest so one. This we, is what we, it's we, been building to. All to this. This is it. This is it. You're you're going to be so pissed, but I'm excited. I listen. So we've covered a lot on this little meandering journey we've been on. We've covered songs that are terrible but fit the characters perfectly. We've covered songs that are pretty catchy but terrible wrestling songs. And we've covered songs that I think are good at both. Songs that are so dumb they're fun and songs that are just great songs on their own. Mark for my number one favorite wrestling theme of all time, I have picked a song that is all of these things at once. Are you ready? No. That's right, Mark. 
I got up and like stomped around my apartment a little bit when those trumpets hit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I will never, Mark, I will never in my life hear this song and not stand up and throw up the hustle, loyalty, and respect when, they, when the trumpets hit. This is the best wrestling song of all time. This song is pure pro wrestling. There is nothing else sure. that conveys exactly what pro wrestling is like this song. It's dumb as a bag of rocks. The rapping, it's like it's John Cena rapping. It's exactly what you'd expect, and it's perfect. It is canned hype. It is three minutes of pure, dumb, beautiful wrestling adrenaline. Just go listen to the go listen to the John Cena prank call video again, oh, and you will that. that's understand. Good that's good exactly stuff. Exactly why I love this song so much. That is the spirit of pro wrestling. Listening to that video. I was already a wrestling fan, but like watching that and hearing this song over and over and over again, this canned hype just blasting over this woman trying to have a normal converse conversation. That's pro wrestling, man. If you can't watch that video and like it, like it, then you're not going to like pro wrestling. If you watch that video and you hear this song and you enjoy it, you can like pro wrestling. There's no other way for me to put that. It's the perfect wrestling song. It's canned hype for one of the greatest performers of all time. It's just perfect. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, it's not going to... I mean, I like the song fine, and I, I think it's perfect for John Cena. I remember listening to this thing like crazy when it came out. Um, well, maybe a couple years after it came out, and I was like 10, 10 or 12 years old. Yeah, and 2005, I, I think, is when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I remember listening to the song before I was even watching WWE, like live WWE regularly, because that didn't come around until like 2007. Hang on, it came back up again. But see, me personally, I like I like basic thugonomics a whole heck of a lot more than I like Time Is Now. I enjoy basic thugonomics a lot. Doesn't have those sweet horns in it though. Yeah, but it's got that awesome little uh, like I don't even know what, I don't even know what what the weird weird computer program synthesizer that starts off with, and that that to me is awesome. Oh, it's, it's a blast, dude. I do. I love that song. It's a ton of fun. I think that's a great example of one of those ones where, like, having different themes for different characters can work and is really fun. Yeah. Like, Kurt Angle doesn't need it, but when Cena does it, like when he came out at WrestleMania last year as the Doctor of Thugonomics. Oh, awesome. my gosh, Harris. That was my favorite part of WrestleMania. <laughs> it was really fun. It was I, I marked out for rapper Cena. Oh yep. man, dude, I'm all in in, in rapper Cena. The Doctor Thug Thugonomics, man. All he did was come out and do a freaking freestyle and leave, and it's like, yes, we don't need, yeah. need anything else. You don't, uh, dude. But that that didn't even hold a candle though to when he came out and did it to The Rock in like 2012. <laughs> Holy crap, that was the greatest thing ever. Because all the stupid marks that are just Rock fans because they think Rock's all that great when he's not. Especially not during that run. I respect The Rock a ton. Like, you know, original Rock, fantastic. One of the best of all time on the mic and everything. 2012 Rock sucked on the mic. I'm sorry. He, he had lost it. He could do the pre-taped backstage segments were pretty good. But the live in-ring stuff, he got obliterated by John Cena. And the fact that all the fans kept booing Cena and everything just really made me mad. I was like, you people aren't even listening! <laughs> and then well, he did that rapper thing and just oh that was awesome that was awesome i 
I really, really think like I'm trying to say I don't remember the exact timeline, but, you know, I've talked on this show in the past about how like, oh, seeing Santino and the Cobra helped me realize that like wrestling can be goofy and helped make me a wrestling fan. Yeah. And there were, you know, stories like Daniel Bryan and his run to WrestleMania 30 or like CM Punk and the pipe bomb. Those were stories that I saw and were like, oh, wrestling can be a serious art form and can like take its cues from reality and tell really good stories that have one foot in reality. And that's really cool. And that helped make me a fan. The John Cena prank call video is exactly the mindset you need to be in to enjoy pro wrestling. And I stand by that. And that is also it didn't make me a wrestling fan, but it definitely helped me out. And I was just like, yeah, no, this is. I enjoy this. I want more of this, and I'm a wrestling fan because of this video. <laughs> and this song is a huge part of that. Everyone go look that up right now. The full eight-minute version. Don't don't chicken out and watch the five-minute version. It's beautiful. It is. I don't I, – I didn't mean to talk about that when we started, but I don't think you can talk about the song and not, and not touch on that and the fact that he became a meme. I think he, the John Cena theme song meme – even better than the Randy Orton RKO meme in terms of like pop culture. That's I, probably I, the... Now I will fight you on that. I strongly mm. disagree. The RKO meme is the greatest wrestling internet thing like that to ever happen. Look, they're both great. I don't, I don't dispute you that with the RKO, but I think it's you just sit because there I... and you have a video of a big woman tripping on the curb and falling. And then watch you just out, see out, this out. little cutout of randy orton moving around popping up behind a trash can and all this and then you hear jr being like oh no or taz or whoever it is there was different ones and yep. yeah taz's was probably the best one because he's the watch out one and he's sitting there and he's like oh no oh he's gonna do it. oh watch out and then he jumped oh jumps out rko's the lady as she trips on this on the curb and falls down no that's 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 just i could watch those all night long just endless loop I of think, Randy Orton RKOing people. I think the reason I put John Cena a little bit ahead of that is because I bit the hardest on the John Cena meme because it's got that potential for surprise. And I know I've told you this story, but I'm telling it again. It's like one in the morning on a Saturday night, Sunday morning in Athens. Me and a bunch of my friends are just chilling in our house watching like old YouTube videos before we fall asleep. And we find one of the Bible Man intro. And we're like, oh, man, remember Bible Man? That's a throwback and a half. Let's watch this. That show. What a show, right? So you click on it, and it's it's like I'm, you know, six years old again, right? Like it's Miles Peterson stumbling through the forest in the rain, and the narrator's talking about how he had it all, but he still wasn't happy, and he was full of despair. Wealth, status, Suddenly, the words of a whole – right. Yeah, like – Exactly. You can you can almost hear it, right? If you grew up with this, if you didn't, you have no idea what we're talking about, and that's fine too. But then he <laughs> stumbles upon a Bible in the driving rain in the middle of the forest, and the announcer goes, "Suddenly, the words of a single book provided inspiration to his spirit, and Miles Peterson pledged to fight evil in the name of God as John Cena." I bet 100% had absolutely (laughs) no idea that that was coming. I don't think I've ever laughed harder in my life 
There's nothing in that video that tells you it's coming. There's nothing in that video that even hints it's coming. It's just <laughs> called Bible Man Intro. It's 51 seconds long, and it's one of my favorite things that has ever happened to me. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. See, man, you've gotten all the greatest things. You got Surprise David Arquette. I know. And you got uh, – you get the – that – that – oh, man. That's good stuff. Uh, it's great. So that's that's a very long and meandering way of saying that John Cena's theme song is pure pro wrestling and one of the best things to ever happen to me personally. And it's absolutely got to be at the top of my list. That's all I got for this week. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> that does it for this episode of Behind the Grill. And next week we'll have another topic, hopefully. I'll hopefully have a topic. I'm planning on it. So stay tuned for that. Um... Yeah, make sure and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. Follow back wrestling fans. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. And listen, I know we occasionally will say like, oh, hey, tell us, you know, whatever. And kind of half-heartedly. Seriously, tell us what your favorite wrestling theme is and what your wrestling theme would be. Yes. Please. Because this is one of my favorite topics of conversation to have. And like I talked about this last week, like the uh, – the theme song karaoke the entrance karaoke mine would absolutely be john cena i just think that would be an incredible amount of fun but tell us like tell us what you would do if you could make any entrance one time whose would it be because i love talking about this stuff and i really want to hear it yeah yeah definitely so send us a tweet and um let us know all right that does it for this week behind the gorilla thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you Sweet.